Redhead Racing Radio. We are back. It is 2021. I'm Jason Schultz, your favorite host and your other host. Wait, are you sure about I'm that? I'm sure. People love me. Mm, I don't know. I'd like to be the fan favorite. Uh, well, all right. Prove it. Why should you be the fan favorite? Well, let's put a poll out, maybe. Yeah. Well, we want to do more content this year on social media, so I think I like the idea of that. We'll still let the fans decide. All right, everyone. Andrew Curlin here, your favorite podcast host. Our producer will edit the other part out. And uh, we are here, 2021. Thank God 2020 is over, but it's not really that yeah, different. No, it feels exactly the same. That's my problem. It feels exactly <laughs> yeah, the like, same. Like, like when the clock turned on midnight New Year's, I'm like, oh, thank God. And then I'm wait. like, oh, wait. All the same. Yeah, yep. That's it. That, that was bad. Yeah, that's it. I hope this year will be better, though, than last year. I mean, heck, yeah. it's supposed to be the best season ever. Yeah, which we'll get in that. We'll talk about that a little bit. I like that. I like what Fox did there. But first, there's a lot of new things happening. I've got new headphones without tape on them. Can you see that? Oh, that's big. Didn't it sound like rain last yeah. year or something like that? Like literally the static was as if there was yep. a thunderstorm constantly going on. Yep. All right. Yes. I think you were always complaining about how it was raining based on my headphone quality. So I upgraded. That's a big deal. Next big deal. I'm living somewhere different. Totally different background. Haven't really decorated yet. Got some secret info back. Secret info. Yeah. What well, is you that? You can't know. It's secret. Why would I tell you? Jason. We're supposed to break the news here on the oh, it's podcast. Not, it's nothing that anyone would be interested in on the podcast, but it's a secret. <laughs> also, I'm being kidnapped by a producer. I'm living with him now, so that's a drag. He literally won't let me leave. Like, do you want help? Like, I mean, I don't know. you just said you're kidnapped. Is this like one of those things where it's like you say everything's okay, but like you say the safe word? Oh, God, he's nodding. All right, we got to save Jason, guys. <laughs> and it's also New Year. We already discussed that. New Year, correct? Thank God. But, yeah. Are you? Please don't. I don't want to play the game where you ask me right and then I say right. Like, yeah, I don't want to play that, Jason. It's this the only year. time we're gonna play that. And then the last really big change is that Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl tomorrow. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Never mind. That happens every year. Tampa. Wow. Way to make the show dated, Jason. Except I don't, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm not really like I want him to win tomorrow, but definitely still a Patriots fan. Yeah. All right. I got a new computer. As you might be able to tell from the video quality, um, it was an unexpected new purchase for sure. Congratulations. Um, anyone out there, I actually want to know if anyone out there has had this problem because I looked it up and there was apparently a whole support group for people who were screwed over by trying to update their computer to like the Mac OS Big Sur Ooh, or whatever. I do it then. But I got probably. 20 error messages every time i tried to update it it would give me an error message and i would not be able to stop the update and i couldn't stop my computer from trying to update it so literally if i were to open it right now i would still be trying to download the freaking operating system so i was locked out and we ended up i mean i needed a new computer anyways but it was a stressful couple of days so guys careful when you're trying to update your operating system this is my place to vent i was gonna go to twitter but then everyone goes to twitter who cares? Like, nobody yeah. cares. Like, I don't know. We're also big hat guys today. Yeah. This is my hat from the 2015 Daytona 500. It's very cool. That was a good race. You know what? I thought, looking back now, yes, but in the moment, I was pissed because there weren't a lot of wrecks. And that's going to foreshadow something we're talking about a little later that I probably want to complain about that today. But the racing was like three wide pole race, which is really good. Were you there in 2015? 
I so I had probably the best view I've ever had for a Daytona 500. I was watching the race next to Mike Bagley on the backstretch up on the perch. So literally like the backstretch cam you see on all the broadcasts, they were right beneath us. So that was like an insane view. It was awesome. So that was probably the first race we were both at before we knew each other. Yeah. Logano won that yeah. race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pre TJ Majors days. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He was a junior guy. Yeah, but I remember Gordon was leading late. Did he wreck on See, the last lap? See, I don't remember lap, any details it? about. Yes, I think he had wrecked on the last lap. I remember what There was a big flip. I think Larson flipped on the backstretch on the last lap or something. Um, there was a last yeah, lap crash. I don't think and I remember flip. the race ended yeah. under yellow. Yeah, I was pissed. That's what I was pissed about. That was definitely what I was pissed about. I think Justin Allgaier wrecked with like three to go to bring out the last caution. And I was like, this is before I knew how great of a guy Justin was. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you just broke this <laughs> race. It was three wide. It's going to be an epic finish. Freaking wrecked, brought out a caution. They had to restart, and then everyone wrecked them on the last backstretch, last lap. That was a year that NASCAR completely screwed up the rules by after Austin Dillon's Daytona wreck. And wow, that's crazy. That was like five months later. And I was at the first race of the season there. They made this stupid um, one attempt at green white check for Talladega, which screwed over Dale Jr. from pretty much winning the championship in 2015. Yeah. That 2015 race was also my first officially credentialed media. So you weren't illegally there. No, I was not. That's good. That's a big dispel. And I think I was on the uh, Fox broadcast interviewing Joey Logano. Like they're filming me interview Logano. Like it was, or filming someone else interview me. Wait. All right. This is, all right. This is you just trying to tell everybody (laughs) how important you were back when you were a kid. We get it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big shot. Now look at look at me. Hey, now. so you just pushed. We're recording a <laughs> video this year, so there might be some video clips surfacing on the internet now from Redhead Racing Radio. So y'all will definitely need to check those out. We'll tweet them. But you were sitting up to start the show, and so you have a NASCAR flag behind you on the wall, and you were covering the yeah. NASCAR logo. So it said straight up NASCAR for about ten minutes. Now you just all right. You're oh, back. Right you're back to that position now, but you leaned back and went away. But now it's back. So. Ladies and gentlemen, we are ready for the 2021 NASCAR yeah, Cup Series. Yeah, I'm telling NASCAR that you are making fun of them like this. They're going to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that should be the – I mean, that's our thing now. I'll just keep my head here the whole yeah. show. And that will be very on brand. I'm going to tweet this out. This is going to be a meme. <laughs> Just like, you know what my favorite is? It's the NASCAR logo, and then it's just A-A-A-A-A-A-A. Uh... Like... <laughs> Yeah, that is my that is literally my favorite thing. I'll give a little update. Dirty Mo Media this year, big year, big year. Lots happening. Twenty twenty one. We recorded Door Bumper Clear already. That first episode's coming out. Very excited about that. But Andrew and I will be working on some Dale Jr. download stuff this year too. So listen to that. Listen to this. You'd be our biggest fan, and you'll know you'll you'll know why it sounds so good because we're working on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I think over. Just the whole pandemic, I've been looking for, you know, the next step. And, uh, you know, Jason, you and I have talked about it a lot, but I'm I'm looking forward to working with you guys on a freelance basis at Dirty Mo Media. Um, even, you know, uh, see where that goes. So I'm, I'm looking forward and to it. And we're not paying you, remember. You get nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you are. Remember you called me and you said, hey, three cents. And then, you know what, that's a little... That's a little too much. We, you make fun of me constantly on the show that I hate NASCAR and hate everything that happens in NASCAR. Is that, is that a true statement? Yeah. Well, 
This is the first year in a while where I feel like the new things happening are good and exciting, and I'm looking forward to it. Mainly, all right, the aero package still sucks. We can all agree on that for the mile and a half tracks. But besides the competition, which, you know, you would hope the competition would be primarily the goal to, you know, make the best. But the new tracks, very exciting to be going to new places, to have some new variety on the schedule. I like that. What excites me most is the new teams. Like, like how the owners of 2311 Racing and Trackhouse Racing are discussing building their teams and how they're trying to create this kind of new energy and new feel and new approach to being a NASCAR team owner. I'm like, this is freaking, it's like, it's cool to see developing in front of us. And it's awesome to see new players in and new things happening. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like there's so much, so many storylines before any on-track action has happened in 2021 when we're talking about, I mean, you even see like clips of dirt being laid down. Okay. Okay. And what I found was, that's a bad First of all, we hate the Bristol dirt race. That's like, that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to. Yes. Okay. Can I say this? Oh man. Who was I listening to? And they were talking How about this. I don't remember who, but there was a driver, um, in one of the Daytona 500 zooms, um, last week that was saying like, this is going to be a 250 lap race. Like nobody knows how dirt reacts for that long. Oh, they know how to react. Most dirt races are like 50, 100 laps max. Like, this is 250. They think this we're going to be back on asphalt. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's going to happen because these TV and executives who had the idea for the Bristol dirt race probably didn't really think out, like, the logistics of running a dirt race. And you would, you know, it would be cool if NASCAR would, like, contact if they had a former driver who owns a cup team that owns a dirt track, who's put on a great truck series race for like seven or eight years at that dirt track. I heard Tony, I heard Tony was the one who wanted out though. All right. NASCAR pretty much was game planning to do another dirt race. And so they ultimately said, we're not going to renew, we're not going to have NASCAR back here, which, you know, I think that was in reaction to NASCAR talking about other dirt race and not, considering Eldor for a cup race when they've literally put on the model and succeeded at putting on a dirt race for years. NASCAR maybe would like to want to help like reach out to Tony to like have him help with things like this, like his expertise. But you know, we don't know what we're talking about. Tony, Tony doesn't, he's putting on this other new series. That's very exciting. I think NASCAR is a little worried about that, but I think it's all, it's all good. I'm excited for that this year too. That's going to be really cool. That SRX series. Yeah, that's going to be neat. Um, Man, they're like the new teams. That's I'm kind of going back to that. Um, when was the last time we've talked about so many? Like, it's gonna be so weird seeing so many different numbers on the track. Like the ninety nine, the track house, the twenty three. Um, it, it's gonna be it, it, new drivers in different places. I feel like this is the busiest off season in terms of storylines we've had. I was gonna make this point being in the show it feels like we just went to sleep you know ended the last season with our podcast and now we're waking back up and it's like let's back yeah need a longer off season i agree even like aren't we starting a week earlier than we even would have yeah because usually the um race doesn't like valentine's day is like probably one of the earliest 500s we had in a while in 2010 it was on valentine's day but like this is super early my whole idea is if we end the season in like the end of september or columbus day weekend Literally any track could host the finale, and we could have any track in the playoffs, weather-wise. Right. I'm like, right. The short. I think we gotta wait for the new TV contract to get a shorter season, but 
God, I want like the longer off season, more anticipation, like those storylines. Yeah, there was a lot going on, but at the same time, it could have been even bigger and more anticipation given extra months to miss it. Yeah. You know, I, I will say this, this is probably the first season in a long time where I'm like, we're starting up too soon. I really do feel like I'm not quite ready to get excited. Honestly, like yesterday was probably the first day I'm like, Oh my God, like Daytona 500 is in like, you know, it's next yeah. Sunday. Like, that's crazy. Like, start the countdown, whereas, like, I would be starting the countdown way earlier in, in previous years. I mean, I think it's – we got to – obviously, it's going to be tricky, and we're going to have to wait for contracts to end to really be able to shake up and shorten the season like we've always been talking about. But I feel like now I'm just getting started for Daytona, where it's just like – Man, I want to be deprived of it. I want to be like my roommates are both baseball fans, and they're and baseball is a long season too. But they're like already getting excited for like spring training and stuff. They still got a month to go, you know, and and it ended in October. Like honestly, I'm not talking about four or five months longer off season. What if we had just one extra month? I think that would I would do take it. four or five months. Here you're saying the NFL. They have such a short season. It's so in demand that everything that happens with the NFL and that's, I know, is exciting yeah, and big. Demand. So exactly. we create, need to create yeah. more demand for NASCAR. I'm all about that. So you said you're kind of getting excited for Daytona. Traditionally, I don't get excited to about the third quarter of the Super Bowl, and I'm realizing, oh, hey, NASCAR is back next week. That's cool. And usually it's for the clash or whatever, but I remember in the uh, 2017 Super Bowl, also known as the, great, or the 2016 season Super Bowl that was played in 2017, greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. The Patriots won 34-28, to 28, just to recap it for everybody, after being down 28-3 to 3 in the third quarter, in case you forgot. All right, Andrew? I don't care. Yep. So that was the Super Bowl where I was ready to declare the Patriots are going to get blown out. I'm ready for Daytona like in the second quarter. And then it all changed. So I'm not going to be ready for the fi- for anything NASCAR until we get to that point in the Super Bowl where it's pretty much over and I can start moving on with my sports season. You can't really conflict. Like I got to have a clear end to the NFL season, clear start to the NASCAR season. You feel me? I'm curious. I'm curious to see if our theory of I – mean, I don't know. I'm not a Patriots fan, so I – Well, Patriots season – I don't know. I could see that, that though. So we're not really talking about that, but – yeah. Um, I'm curious to see if our theory of having practice and qualifying again helps build up the, uh, the yeah. race a little we bit. We did more. talk about that, how Phoenix felt weird and off because there was no practice and qualifying for the biggest race of the season in terms of most on the line of the championship. But yeah, I think that'll help. I think having a week of racing building up to the Daytona 500 also is going to help. Like it's going to feel not completely normal, but a little bit normal. You know what's not going to help? You know what typically is cramming everything into a week? Uh, I'm not like totally against that, but typically this event is like the preview of what's to come in the Daytona 500. And we decided to put the clash on the road course, which is the dumbest thing we're doing this. Oh, there's three dumb things we're doing this year. Bristol dirt, all-star race at Texas. Like, come on. Which is one of my least favorite tracks. Like having the all-star race there, not going to be that great. Then the clash on the road course. Like if the goal when they announced it last year was to see how to try yeah. it out, but we have tried it out. Yes, I agree. It was, I agree. Man. Now it's a different. I think it's a different story now um, because we had a full 
points paying race yeah. at the Daytona road course. Like I, when they announced it, I wasn't totally against it because I'm like, all right, we get to see what it's like. This is the perfect opportunity, just like an all-star race would be to test things out. This is our opportunity to see, could we ever race on the road course? But we ended up racing yeah. on the road course before that. And now we're just for no doing reason exhibition race. Honestly, like, we don't get that many super speedway races to begin with. This is always an exciting, you know, there's no stakes, so you can enjoy it that much more because, like, nothing matters. It's just going for the trophy or going home. A preview. It was like that, a preview of what's to come in the yeah. 500. This is what kind of you build it's the hype. short. Yeah. And yeah, I um, agree. the reasoning, I think, ultimately for doing this was to try it out, yes, but it was because the next-gen car was debuting this year. This is supposed to be this weekend at Daytona. And they didn't want to have teams wreck a car that they probably had limited inventory in, in the, before they even started the season. So they're like, oh, I well, So that makes right. sense. But it's now all, that you yeah. delay the next gen, bring it's it back. It's literally, there was no change, reason change to keep plans. on the road course. It's going to be a logistical nightmare probably for the track. It's going to be a lot of changeover within a day. The race is going to Although I do think, I do think next gen is going to be testing the road course, um, it was, gosh, who was it? I think it was Kurt Busch. Oh, it was Kurt Busch who was talking about the dirt as well. Um, Kurt Busch was hate. talking about the next gen. And um, I believe they're going to be testing the Daytona road course sometime within the week or after the 500 leading into the road course week. They're okay, going to be testing that would the make next sense. They, they probably Kurt can't Bush, do it I after believe. the clash because the next day there's oval stuff going on. All right. Yeah, and all right. Even so, I'm going to add on to why the Clash should be how the dumb Oval. It is. That's we're going to the road course the next weekend and racing a full points race. Like, we're going to get so much of the Daytona You're road course. You're giving the whole field that's racing an advantage for a points race that was just literally scheduled a few months ago. Like, it's there's no reason to have this race on the road course. No one's going to watch. It's going to be boring. The race is going to be – like, there's nothing interesting going to happen. Like, it completely I defeats the purpose of this race. I think the road course is perfect for the Rolex. The road course yes. is perfect for the Rolex. You don't need to touch it outside of that. You don't need to use that road course for any other event in, for the entire year. Like you have the 2.5 super speed race track that everybody loves. You built these 400 million. The iconic yeah, 2.5. You built the 400 yeah. million dollar worth grandstands, not to race on the road course, to race on the oval. Like you're not, you didn't invest in the track like this to put a road course race on. Uh, I don't, we got to move on from this. I think it's literally the dumbest thing that could be happening. Like you had every reason yeah. to move back to the oval. Really dumb. Here's one reason why they may have another contributing factor to putting this race on the road course. Last year, it was a demolition derby, which is not a bad thing. I think that race, that's what it typically is. It's very exciting. It's guys trying to figure out the draft, and they mess up. But you'd rather have a mess up in this race than you would have a mess up when it counts more in the 500 and the dual races. Right. But here's something I've said before in the show. I, I like cautions. I like wrecks. It's exciting. It's entertainment. All tracks, not just super speedways, all tracks. I am reversing my opinion for super speedways a little bit here. I think there's been too many wrecks and crashes, especially in the Daytona 500 over the last four years. Okay, I was going to say, I was going to say, are you talking, because I know the 500, when you get down to the final 50, man, it's like you get two yeah. or three big, big ones. Yeah. You know, that's when. That's when everything, like a yeah. switch flips. We don't need two or three big ones. We yeah. need like maybe one game-changing wreck that takes out some contenders. Yeah, that's fair. It happens all the time. 
But when there's just constantly carnage at the end of these races, it just kind of takes away from the prestige in my mind. It's like you're just yeah, surviving. Yeah, I agree because like you're yeah. waiting and like literally. Yeah. I have some stats here. You want to hear my stats? Sure. Very prepared podcast host. Your favorite podcast host. So I would, my in my mind, the Daytona 500s, I started watching when I was a fan in like 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. By far, the and it was just they were big they felt really big they felt really prestigious it felt like it mattered a lot there was a lot of good racing a lot of good stuff happened and i would say the last four or five just haven't felt that same level of prestige that i think this race deserves and should feel like and i think it's because there's so many wrecks and it's just a game of survival so the biggest stat i found was in those four years from 2005 to 2008 there were at least I'll read you off. In 2005, there's 23 lead lap cars at the finish. 2006, 31. 2007, 27. 2008, 32. Guess, all right, I'll read you off. I'll just read this off. You don't have to guess it. In 2017, 15 cars on the lead lap. 2018, nine cars on the lead lap. 2019, 14. 2020, 17. Like when you're taking all these and, cars and, out. And here's why that's a problem. And I can relate to this directly from standing in Daytona 500 victory lane, waiting yeah. for this race to end. And you look at the leaderboard off to your left and you're like, wait, there's literally, we're down to only eight yeah. people who can win. This and like, thing. that's not fun. I think that's, that's probably the biggest that's problem. That's not fun. When you yeah. just, I'll when tell you the probably survival. one of the, one of the more exciting finishes in terms of your model of like having cars at the end of the race was the 2017 race, Kurt Busch, when, they were running low yeah. on fuel. I thought that was crazy because, like, they were racing and yet they kind of couldn't be racing. And, it, you know, there was it was a different game that was being played than just survival. The same thing happened that year. There was a lot of wrecks throughout the race and it took out a lot of contenders. So at the end of the race, not many people around to make it exciting, entertaining. Like, we want the contenders, we want the big names to be the ones competing for the win at the end. Like, 2008, it was Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, and Kyle Busch, and Tony Stewart the four cars really pushing on the last stop to get the victory. And then now that doesn't happen. It's like Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney and Ryan Newman last year were the three. And it's kind of like, yeah, they clearly got, they made it to the finish, but it's like, those aren't the biggest names of the sport that should be competing for. It should be our biggest stars at this point up front racing for that win. And instead everyone's getting crashed out the whole day. And it's just not as fun to watch. I think it's safe to argue that at least Hamlin and Blaney are, Two yeah, of the bigger names. Well, in they the are, sport. but like two out of like it's just those two left. It should be, I think, a group of Which, six. Which, by the way, still gets completely overshadowed. The photo finish between Blaney and okay, Hamlet but like you, you understand why it got overshadowed. I know, I know, but it's like that's that's crazy that yeah. they still ended up finishing that close. I know, obviously, we remember Newman a lot more than anything else, but like. That yeah, finished. I know, but like it, everything was overshadowed at that point. Like it did. Like, course, yes, it was cool, yeah. but like at at that point, it didn't matter at all. Even though it didn't. Matter. No, no, no. I'm look. I'm talking about right now. Looking back at it, now that we know Newman's all right, that that was crazy close finish. Yeah, we should do that. You know what we have new in 2021? I'm gonna get that wrong a lot. 2021, because <laughs> it feels like the same year. What? We have a sponsor this year. You want to hear about him? Let's hear so about this Jason. podcast is brought to you by the Packaging Source. Trust your packaging with the six-time national distributor of the year. They truly are the mm. Tom Brady of their industry. And I did not, I did not right. write that in there. That was in the copy we received. <laughs> just pointing that out. Okay. So 
All right. They probably know you're Patriots fan. No, of course. Everyone knows. I don't really hide it that much. It's pretty It's pretty much out there. Why don't we say they are truly the Patrick Mahomes? Oh, God. Of no way. You can't say that. Future. They're the future. Right. Tom at Brady's going to be right. the At this point, you all listening know what happened in the Super Bowl, so you can tweet us and tell us who, yeah, that's true. who that's we true. should say this is a comparison. <laughs> all right. You're going to Daytona, which you didn't know yeah. until like this week. Uh, yesterday, officially found so out. So what are you doing? Um, because like, so how NASCAR's working this year is in terms of credentials, you're not issued a credential. You earn a credential. Like you normally are at the beginning of the season, unless you're going to a race. It's on a buy coverage stamp basis instead of, hey, get your hard card at the beginning of the year. No matter what, we'll see you at whatever your first race is going to be. It's, it's race by race. And so I knew that going in. And uh, I was shopping at Costco, actually, of all places. My dad's like, hey, you, you get that email about the hard cards? I'm like, what? No. He's like, yeah, we got to fill out our things. So I'm like, well, that's kind of weird, I thought. And I, I still didn't think, like, oh, we're going to Daytona. I'm like, oh, I guess I must have heard that wrong. And then uh, I get an email saying, like, hey, we're happy that you're going to be covering Daytona. I'm like, wait, I yeah. never, like, no one ever told me, like, hey, you're covering Daytona. It was already, like, we skipped that step. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll see you yeah, there. Yeah, me too. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing right, you there. Yeah, sure, yeah. I'll see you there. <laughs> so uh, I found out yesterday officially um, and confirmed um, that we'll be going to cover the Daytona 500 in the press box, which I'm mainly looking forward to from the standpoint of it's been almost a year since I've seen everybody from the media center. Like, um, that's probably the biggest thing. Like I covered Phoenix, right? I, I did the whole championship race, but I didn't, I wasn't in the media center. I didn't see anybody. Like it didn't feel like I was truly covering a race kind of back at it. So, I mean, there's going to be a sense of normalcy that I haven't felt in a long time in terms of being around everybody, being around these people that, you know, I, I've looked up to in terms of, you know, wanting to progress myself up the, the NASCAR journalism ladder being all around me, which will be really exciting. And um, just to, to keep the streak of Daytona 500s alive, I've not missed one since 2014, um, which is pretty crazy. So uh, it's not going to be a bad way to start my eighth season covering NASCAR, which is, that's yeah. crazy. Well, here's here. the thing. You said eight seasons. I was thinking back today. This is like my 10th season of doing some kind of content. That's like crazy. Oh, my God. Freaking old. Oh, by the way, yeah. it's also my Jordan year this year, and Michael Jordan's a NASCAR team owner, so I think that's really cool. Like, of all the years to turn 23, this is the year to turn 23. All right, we have a new segment. I'm very excited about this. It's one of my best ideas ever. Are you ready for it? I have a terrible memory for most things in life. However, I remember freaking random racing memories from random things happening just randomly all the time. So my random race memory of the week is 2005, the Bush Series or Xfinity Series race at Dover in the fall of September. Donnie Neuenberger was in the 52 car in the race. And there was a giant wreck on the backstretch. And he flipped over at Dover going down the backstretch because he barreled through this wreck and got flipped. It was freaking wild. Seven-year-old Jason was couldn't believe what was happening. I was at Hooters in Delaware on the beach, near the beach, watching this race at Hooters at the beach. And I couldn't believe what was happening. And we were going to Dover the next day for the cup race, my first race ever. But I'll never forget Donnie's wild ride at Dover in 2005. How about that? <laughs> How about that race, yeah. boys and girls? I've never heard of that name. I'm going to be wow. honest. Wow. You don't remember Donnie? I wasn't around. Yeah, you were. You just weren't watching that. I'm not around. 
Yeah, it's true. So yeah, I just was not watching NASCAR. Stay tuned next week for the next Jason's random racing memory of the week. We probably need to figure out a better name for that segment, but I like it. No, 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 no. I like it. It's a, yeah. Okay. Keep Very it. Very good. All right. I want to see you. I want to see if you can stumble on that. Nope. Trip over your I'm own. I'm really mouth. good at talking. Get professional. I'm professional at it. All right. Daytona. We'll end this by saying. Seriously, I don't want to pick who I want to win Daytona 500 because that's unpredictable. I just want to say who I think I want to win the Daytona 500 based on how good it would be for the sport. I'll give three. You give three. Okay. Just because we're we're media, right. we're storytellers, we like content. Wait, are we talking about best storyline leaving Daytona? Or just best stories to win the Daytona 500 for NASCAR? Okay. All right. Well, at the top of the list has got to yeah. be Bubba. Like that coming in, and yeah. he's good at he's good at restricted plate. Like they're not restricted plates; they're super speedway races. No more restricted plates. Mm-hmm. He's good, and he's been good. And like now, having a really good car, and if Toyota does their drafting thing really well, like that, that just reminded me that team manufacturers are going to try and draft together, which pisses me off. But like, we'll get through it. That would be yeah. great. My second one. Chase Elliott, simply because having him as a champion now, it's a big deal. Having him as the most popular driver, it's a big deal. And him winning the biggest race of the year is a big, big deal. Yeah. Now, I have a third one that you probably aren't thinking of. Do you have anybody else you want to say before I say I that? I might be thinking of him, actually. All right, we'll, all right, we'll count down. We'll say his name, at, and I'll say one, two, three, and then we'll say his name. Are you ready? All right, one, one two, two, three. three. Larson. Matt Benedetto. Oh, I agree. Okay. Do you agree with mine? I think so too. Yeah, Matt Benedetto would be. Big. I think he would cry, and I think it would give him a good shot staying I think in the sport. In terms of year. biggest storylines, it's De Benedetto, mm. Larson, Chase Elliott Bubba. in that order. I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bubba, Larson, Chase Elliott in that order. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Those like it's new, it's changing, it's different things happening. I think Larson winning would be like a, and of course he did a very bad thing. He apologized for it, but he came back. But I think NASCAR, of course, he wasn't going to come back midseason last year. But I kind of think it's like he went, he was down really low, probably the lowest point in his life, and he rose back up to winning the biggest race, stock car race on the planet. Like that would be a huge story. All right. But Matt Denbendo, I think he'll cry in victory lane. And I think that'll be great. I just want emotion. Oh my God. Imagine that being his first freaking yeah. career. That's victory. what I'm cheering for. That's the, what I've decided. I'm cheering for that. I want that to see that happen. So let us know who you want to and, tweet us. And he's in. The 21, and that and would be 2021. Yeah, in 2021. Well, Trevor Bain. 10 years um, since that. Got his. Yeah, exactly. In, right. Oh my God, Jason, could you be calling something I am. Right here? We'll play, we'll play this back. Tyler's going to post this as a video clip, and we're going to play it back and see what happens. See if I'm right. Wow. Watch this. Magical. Watch this come up on Monday, the 15th, and yep. we're right. Exciting. All right. As Andrew goes to Daytona, you're going to want to follow him for pictures of the racetrack. So follow him at Andrew Curlin TV. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Were you on the show, Jason? It's my show. It's my show. And follow me for just really good tweets about all kinds of things. At Hey Jason Schultz. Redhead Racing Radio is back. I don't know. This is our 17. I'm counting my fingers. 18, 19, 20. This is our fifth year of doing a podcast together. Oh, my God. God. We're Man, old. crazy. Five years too long. Um, um, <laughs> all right. When we're in person together, I like to like punch you a lot just because it's weird to be in person together. So you deserve a huge punch in the face for that one. 
Hey, Jason, I've been lifting, all right? Okay? All right, show lifting, the camera. Getting these gummy worms up up to par. Camera. I mean, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Come on, I don't want to. I all don't right. want to. All right, stop taking, stop taking your shirt off, Andrew. We don't, all right, you don't have to. Stop taking your shirt off. Oh, boy. All hey, right. aren't we doing video this oh, year? Boy. I mean, clearly people can tell that you're lying. This is the audio portion. They don't know. Like, this is not going to post this video. Yo, Jason. Nope. Tyler's going to take that out. What are you right. doing, bro? I told our producer. I, I told our that. producer oh. this is a like twenty minute podcast is way over that. So, Daytona five hundred week, we're hyped. Andrew's going. It's gonna be fun. Matt Bendo is gonna cry, and new things are happening this year. It's very exciting. And Tom Brady probably won the Super Bowl yesterday, but I'm not sure yet. I don't know. We'll All right, see. everybody, we can't wait. We're so excited to get the 2021 NASCAR season, and uh, we'll see you later. Oh boy.